You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, June the 14th. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us is number one Toronto Raptors fan, Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig, good morning. We had a long night last night, but a very wonderful night. And, and talk about overnight. Oh, my God. Maybe even better than the Raptors win is what the price of gold's doing today. So it's it's all uh, very exciting here in Toronto. You're hitting the daily double up there. It's that's better than going out to Woodbine and hitting the the, the daily double. You got the Raptors winning and and you've got gold very close to a breakout. It, it's uh, you're right. It's an exciting morning. And and just uh, before we get started, we'll have a regular format again this week where we'll just get back to talking about the medals. But we do want to thank everybody for participating last week in our Q and A. Uh, weekly wrap-up. We'll do that again soon, promise. Uh, but for now, we're going to get back to uh, a regular program. Good time to do it too, Eric. Man, uh, as you said, we are up strong again uh, in uh, gold today, uh, getting all the way up to uh, 1358 as we record here at about 7 o'clock Eastern. What are your thoughts as we go through the day? Well, it's interesting. You know, I go back to the commentary that we had two weeks ago when I was pointing out that uh, a gentleman named Christopher Mullen had been predicting that, man, gold's going to go up uh, very to 1450 in five to seven weeks. We've now had two of those weeks, okay? And um, we've now almost almost got up 100 bucks for goodness sake. We've certainly gone up 85 in two weeks. Uh, so I'm thinking his, uh, his prediction, uh, based on whatever work he's done, okay, was very credible. And then we have this week uh, Paul Tudor Jones coming in, being interviewed on Bloomberg and one of the world's most successful investors saying that you know his best trade in the next two years is being long gold because it's going to go to 1750 and when the Fed starts to cut cut interest rates gold will scream in his words. And you know the the impact of that happening is so stunning. For the gold stocks, it's so stunning. We are looking at hundreds of percents of gains here. Hundreds. Don't miss it. This is a lifetime opportunity here to make a, a truly, truly outsized gain. And for very logical reasons, you know, like a 1750 imagine 1750 oh When the average guy's making $500 an ounce of profit, Oh my God! I mean, I I just bought into a company this week that if they had a five hundred dollar profit or a hundred thousand, they'd make fifty million dollars U.S. The market cap was twenty five Canadian, wow. Wow. twenty five. Yeah. Well, what's that thing going to do? Yeah. You know, going forward here. So, I would say everyone should be looking real, real hard at what they can invest in, and it's going to be companies with big production, with low market caps that are kind of marginal, profitable companies today, marginal. And all of a sudden, the price goes up, and wow, you start banking it. So the investors got to do a lot of work here, don't know where to go, and get positioned here if, if this should transpire as we expect. And, of course, the reason for it to transpire, it's, you know, it's, it's the same thing that Paul Tudor-Jones talked about. It's the effect of lower bound. How low can rates go? I mean, if Fed funds go down by 100% to 150, how does a bank make a 2% spread when Fed funds are 150? Mm -hmm. Well, they've got to charge you negative mm -hmm. interest. Well, you know what? Maybe you won't like that. 
Maybe you won't want to pay the bank half a percent every year, and you'll go buy some gold or silver or whatever, something else. Exactly. And that's what can drive things right there. Exactly. We've, you and I have long discussed negative interest rates are the greatest fundamental man has ever created for owning physical gold. Because <laughs> you know, the argument is always, well, it doesn't pay a dividend and you've got storage costs and all that kind of stuff. Well, when uh, the bank pays a negative 2% dividend, gold doesn't look half bad, does it? It looks spectacular. And, you know, to imagine that it could go well beyond the numbers we just talked about, okay? That's yeah. the thing. Once one of these things gets under a drive here, what's to stop it at 1750? What's the magic of 1750? Right. Gold got to 1900 uh, back in 2011. Uh, we've had the most incredibly loose monetary policy since 2011. And I think they, they basically put a lid on gold intentionally because the policy was so ridiculous. And uh, I suspect we're going to break out of it here. And uh, I, I think we, we have a very good chance of going to new highs. And don't even wonder what companies would make a $1,900 gold. Right. I mean, my goodness, are you kidding me? You could be talking 500% moves in the stock. So get it, get in the game here. Let, let, I want to back up to that too, Eric. You mentioned this to me two weeks ago, and I'd never thought of it this way before. And it's such a fabulous, I mean, but basic point. And so I'd, I'd, let, I'd ask you to remake that point for everybody listening this morning in case they missed two weeks ago. Uh, you had mentioned that in an early part of a, of a bull market and a move, uh, the best place you can be are in those large producers, like you said, like you just described. And, and I want you to explain again why, but also I want the listener to, to notice that that's really what's been cooking here. The Huey Index or the GDX uh, last Friday, they got beaten back, and now they're well higher than they were even at their highs last Friday. So explain to folks sure. why those large companies can really uh, show some serious strength sure. early on in a move. Sure. Well, a high-cost producer, probably all in, you know, their costs are 1200 and he's making $100 an ounce at, at 1300 Well, you go to 1700 he's making $400 an ounce. His earnings have quadrupled. Yeah. quadrupled what's his stock price going to do when the earnings quadruple i mean you're going to be you're going to be, you're talking hundreds of percents here right in a short time it's the time thing this is supposed to happen quickly so the, the returns are phenomenal they're all exponential yeah and that, that i'm just using 1700 what if it goes to two thousand dollars and the guy's making a profit of uh seven hundred dollars an ounce up from a hundred or, or, or Eric, even if you're if you're making a dollar at twelve fifty, you're making two dollars at thirteen fifty. And if you're an institutional money manager, hedge fund manager, and you're already reading stuff from Paul Tudor Jones, and you're looking at stocks or a sector where the earnings are going to double, I mean that starts to make pretty good sense. <laughs> it does indeed. Uh, that's what the beauty of uh, gold stocks is. You know, in uh, sixteen, I think we went up one hundred and sixty percent in like six months. Uh, and the move from uh, 2000 to 2011 was 1,700% increase in the average stock, the average. Obviously, many went up multiple thousands of percents. So this is what you're staring at, okay? This yep. kind of risk-reward, where what's your risk here? They're so beaten up. These stocks are so beaten up that your risk maybe is 20% downside, and you got you know, 200% upside. Right. Well, that's a, that's a good risk reward ratio to tack on here. So it all looks quite exciting. 
Um, we've had good uh, physical data. You know, the Chinese are bought almost 16 tons this last month. Uh, they keep stepping it up. You know, they started at 10 or 9, I think. Then they went to 10, 11, now 16. Yep. You know, does anybody want to take a guess at how much gold the Chinese could buy? Yeah. You know, they, yeah. maybe they don't like the U.S. dollar. Maybe they got a big trade surplus. Maybe they could buy, you know, buy up all the gold let in me, here let, as let, a sort of a trade war t- kind of antidote. Let me ask you, Eric, uh, you know, we're, it's it's very interesting position we're in this Friday morning, especially after, you know, the, the sell-off reversal last Friday after the employment report, you know, and then the predictable sell-off that was coming Monday after the Mexican tariff news. But now we've completely reversed. We're above last week's highs. Um, I, I know I'm looking at 1360 today because we haven't had a weekly close north of 1360 since March of 2013. So it's more than six years. Um, even if we don't, if that doesn't happen today, uh, are you, are you still excited about, you know, the potential for that happening, obviously? And what else will you be watching? Sure. Well, I, I do believe in this, the fact that there's a new game in gold here. When I when you look at what the Fed's doing, when you look at what was discussed at the Chicago Fed meeting, the effective lower bound, what are we going to do about the effective lower bound, i.e. zero interest rates? Do we have a policy? How do we deal with this? Do we do we go and buy equities? Do we buy bonds? What do we do here? Because, you know, we gotta we gotta make sure the market doesn't go down. And of course their fiscal um, sorry, their monetary looseness is going to take everybody towards gold, particularly if you're not American, because <laughs> you're sitting there watching what's going on, okay? And whether you're Russian or Chinese or, you know, uh, Turkish or Iranian or whatever, uh, you're looking at gold as, a, as an antidote to monetary looseness in the United States as, as the reserve currency. So you, and of course, in uh, a lot of currencies, gold is at a record high. Right. It might be at a record high in Canadian dollars, in Australian dollars, in Brazilian real. I mean, there's a lot of, people have done well in those countries owning gold versus their uh, junky currencies. So people aren't stupid. They, they catch on after a while. Now, it hasn't happened uh, for a U.S. viewer, but I think it's about to happen. So... You better make sure you're getting on board. Eric, before we wrap up this week, though, we'd, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about silver. Uh, yeah. A lot of folks noticing. Yeah. I mean, what are we now? Greater than 90 to 1 on the gold-silver ratio, which is probably, yeah. that's a, probably a topic for another day about what's going on there. But nonetheless, um, silver got up slightly above its 200-day moving average, which is to be a kind of a critical uh, high-frequency trading or spec fund uh, indicator. Last Friday, then reverse went all the way back down to 1463 on Tuesday, and now we're back up to 1504. Um, we know about the COT report, all of the specs that are short. Uh, what's it going to take for silver to finally kind of start playing some catch up here? Yeah, well, there's some, been some stunning data out of uh, India. Uh, the the amount of uh, silver imported into that country has gone crazy. In fact, Steve San Angelo, who follows silver very closely, wrote a report saying that the exports from the United States to India have gone from two tons to 580 tons, which is almost impossible to believe. How do you do that, right? right. How, do you, how, do, how do you all of a sudden supply 580 tons to a country that you were supplying two tons to? So 
there's lots of compelling data in silver in terms of the physical demand. And uh, there, there, there was even commentary that a lot of people are now buying silver jewelry in lieu of gold jewelry. Uh, that might be because of the price factor, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from a silver perspective, that's, that's wonderful news. So I think silver, when it, when it goes here, it will outperform gold. I have just no doubt about it. So, yeah, that's, uh, I haven't really uh, focused much on silver stocks because silver stocks are hard to buy because there aren't many, unfortunately. Um, but silver, I think silver looks great here. You know, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, we talked about the COT report and all that kind of stuff and J.P. Morgan's big position on the COMEX and everything else. But, that you know, it's, it's the same substitution effect that we talk about, you know, that the, even the, the government statisticians talk about, you know, that instead of buying steak, you'll buy hamburger at some point. If gold does go to 1700 1800 1900 I, silver has to play catch up just simply from that substitution effect, doesn't it? People looking to buy something less expensive. It would take so little money. I mean, we talk about maybe there's a billion ounces of silver. That's $15 billion. You know how small $15 billion in, is in the world of things these days? You know, what if the Chinese decided they wanted to, to, to buy some silver along with their gold? You know, it would just, like last month they spent, well, I think they spent $500 million on gold. Well, what if they started spending that on silver? In fact, there was some commentary that silver demand in China was quite strong. I don't have any, there was no official data, um, but there was that indication. Uh, there was an indication that the premiums on silver in India doubled this week versus last week. Mm. And, and the funny thing about that is, you know, we keep hearing, well, the Indians never buy unless the price is going down, which I think is baloney. Uh, because I think the Indians, like everyone else, well, first of all, they're thinkers, okay? And uh, the fact that the silver premiums doubled this last week is an indication of just how uh, smart they are in terms of, you know, you got to buy because it, we're, not, we're not buying this for what's going to happen in a week or two here. We're buying it for what could happen in the next two and three years, and that could be one huge outsized return in silver and in gold for that matter. Yeah. Uh, lastly, as we wrap up, Eric, there's a lot of U.S. economic data later this morning. We'll have the retail sales report, which will probably be out by the time folks listen to this. We'll see how that goes. But also then we have the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee uh, meeting next week, Tuesday, wrapping up Wednesday with another Powell press conference. Just any lingering thoughts you have uh, for listeners, things to watch out for, and then we'll we'll see how it goes by the time we talk next sure. Friday? Well, it's kind of shocking how it would appear to me, and many others, by the way, that the Fed is really watching the stock market, okay? It's not inflation and economic growth. It's the stock market and the bursting of the bubble, which, of course, they've created this incredible bubble that we are all quite familiar with. And um, so, you know, if the market, for example, is weak into the Wednesday meeting, hey, maybe they cut, maybe they cut next week. Uh, if it just stays right here, they probably don't cut, but... I'm sure cuts coming. We see so much economic data that's really punky, uh, particularly in the in the physicalness, whether it's the freight indexes or you know rail shipments or things like the real real economy. It, it's it's slowing down significantly, and um, the Fed I think thinks their mandate is to keep the stock market up. So if the stock market starts following the economic data, which is weak then we're going to get rate cuts uh, way sooner than people might have imagined. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, my friend, I think it's probably time to wrap this up, but I do want to remind everybody, obviously, uh, it's going to be a very interesting back half of this year and 2020. No better time to either begin a portfolio of physical precious metal or add to your portfolio. And you can actually do that with your registered investments to your RRSP account in Canada, your IRA accounts in the, in the U.S., you can diversify those with physical gold and silver from Sprott Money. Just go to SprottMoney.com to check that out. Or, of course, as always, give us a call at 888-861-0775. Eric, have a great, fun weekend. Try to stay out of trouble with the big victory parade that you know is coming. And then uh, we'll look forward to getting back together next Friday. Well, I hope we have a week next week like we have this week because it's all kind of coming together here. So it's... Uh... It's been fun times again, so I look forward to next week. Let's do it. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thanks for listening, and have a great weekend.